Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. It's been a, a long, rough week, and we 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 expecting a little inclement weather here in the DMV. Myself and the boss BJ and uh, uh, the man of the hour, the icon and Jim, the midnight rider, Lady C. We all been working, you know. We we working trying to get ourselves going and keeping everything and trying to keep house. That's what we all been doing. So we've been trying to do shows on the road and we've been getting it. We've been getting it. So it's good to be in studio and not on location doing a show. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It feels good. And as usual, uh, like we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, you know, get well soon to Junie, man. We love you. Ain't nothing changed, brother. Ain't nothing changed. The man is cold as ice, twice as nice, and they never had a bad day in this damn life. You know, bad news, Junie, man. I, I Look, we got some NBA that we got to get to when you get back, brother. We're going we gonna, to, I think we might, I said it before, we're going to dedicate four hours and just, we got to go through all the NBA because it's a lot of stuff that's going on that we wouldn't like, you know, because the boss already talking about softness and things like that. And we like softness. We just don't like it in our NBA. But you get well, brother. When you get back, that's what we're going to talk about off break. I don't care if we got to do five shows in a week to do it. We're going to get it all done because we got things that we need to talk about. So, ah, this was the beginning. Yesterday was the beginning of Super Wild Card Weekend. What was it? Six games? You got a triple header today. The first ever Monday night football playoff game. You had two games yesterday. That is a super wild card weekend, and it is beautiful. Uh the early game yesterday was the Raiders visiting the Bengals. Now, one of these teams is going to end their playoff drought. We didn't know which one at the time. The Bengals were 31 years, the Raiders were 16 years. Well, add another year for the Raiders, 17. The Bengals win 26-19 over the Raiders. Uh, I asked a question, and I, I, I had this question for the boss, BJ, and I'll ask him, you know, and I asked this question. I see Lady C out there. I asked this question to anybody listening. If you, you know, answer this question for me. You listen to this, answer this question. Email it. Side, email your answer, sideline junkies uh 24-7 at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. And you can hit the Instagram DM sideline junkies. Remember, I say it was about four years ago. The Raiders were on top. They were dominating. They even beat the Chiefs. I think this is before Pat Mahomes. They were beating the Chiefs consistently. Um they 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 balled out and they were looking like Super Bowl contenders. Everybody called them Super Bowl contenders and Derek Carr got hurt. Once Derek Carr got hurt, it's like they never reached that height again, but they still were consistently winning. And my question is, has the window for Derek Carr and the Raiders closed? 
And I say that because the Raiders finished 10 and 8. Okay? Which is not bad. But they can't get over this playoff hump. The Raiders have been, uh, I don't want to say inept, but when they hit the, 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 the playoffs, the Raiders can't do what they need to do. They can't take care of business. But during the regular season, that last game of the season, I think was game of the year. But ever since that Super Bowl loss in 2002 season, it was in 2003, but the 2002 season, they haven't been able to get eh, over that. It's like they, this is the longest Super Bowl hangover I've ever seen in my life. And Super Bowl hangover only lasts maybe a year or two. This is the longest Super Bowl hangover I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the players are. Derek Carr was your guy. And, you know, you got talk around him being traded. And then they're, they're going to go with Marcus Mariota. Or they're going to get themselves a new quarterback, whatever. But even with Derek Carr, uh, Josh Jacobs is an absolute monster in the backfield. They got their quarterback. They got their running back. You have Hunter Renfro. You have, as your receiver, you have uh, a Waller as your tight end, who is a absolute beast. And don't forget about uh, Moreau. You have weapons. You have a pretty daggone good defense. Imagine how better that defense would be if they would have kept Khalil Mack. But you have the pieces, but has the window closed for them to be a force is the question. So you want to answer that question, you can email the answer. Uh, detail it, man. I mean, put your feelings out if you agree, disagree. Put your feelings out and let it be known. Um, you can DM it to sideline junkies on instagram or you can email it sideline junkies 24 7 at gmail.com okay now speaking of Derek carr he went 29 of 54 310 yards a touchdown and a game ceiling pick because they were driving they were going to tie that game up i believe it in my heart of hearts and he threw into double coverage and got it picked off to end the game uh <clears throat> josh jacobs like I said, he's a dog. 13 carries, 83 yards. Uh, Waller, Darren Waller, seven catches, 76 yards. Zay Jones, five catches, 61 yards. Another weapon that they have. Hunter Renfro, eight for 58. And uh, Isaiah, Zay Jones had uh, a touchdown also. He had the lone touchdown thrown by Derek Carr. <laughs> Excuse me, Jacobs. Four four catches, forty four yards. On the defense, uh, Max Crosby had a had a sack. Uh, Jefferson had a sack, so they got the Burrow twice. But it's a lot of guys that got zeros next to their name on the stat sheet. No tackles, no assists, no nothing. So. On the Bengals side, I'm just I'm I'm shocked, but I'm not. On the Bengals side, you got Joe Cool, and you know he he he's earning that name of Joe Cool, and Joe Burrow, 244, and two touchdowns. Uh, Joe Mixon, seventeen carries, forty eight yards. Jamar Chase, nine catches, hundred and sixteen yards. If Jamar Chase stays on this uh, path, 
him and him and Joe Burrow stay together, they're going to be one of the most devastating duos to grace <clears throat> the NFL. And when I say devastating, I'm thinking Kelly to Reed, Montana to Rice. Hell, for that little bit of time, Brady to Moss was devastating. You know, uh, Namath to Maynard. Devastating receivers with Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks. And out of those, every duo except for Brady and Moss, every duo that I named is in the Hall of Fame. Only reason why Brady and Moss ain't in the Hall of Fame because Tom Brady ain't gonna die. I ain't gonna die. He ain't gonna. Uh, he not gonna retire until he's 175 years old, and he's only what 43. He, he still got another 130 years in the league. He gonna win about 200 championships, you know. But he he that's the only reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's still playing. But devastating duos. If health is good, count it up. Burrow, Chase. I'm sorry, Burrow to Chase will become a household name like Montana to Rice. Hell, if you want to switch over to NBA, like Stockton to Malone. It's going to become a household name. It's going to be the names of businesses. If they, if they keep this going for an exorbitant amount of time and they keep getting better, Cincinnati may win a Super Bowl. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, defensively, Pratt had an interception. Wilson had 12 tackles. Uh, they got to Dirt Call one, two, three times. So on to the next round. They'll know their opponent by Tuesday because Pittsburgh, they may go to, nope, 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 nope. The Bengals got are better than the Bills, so I think the the Bills will go if Kansas City wins. The Bills go to uh the Bills go to um Kansas City, and the Bengals go to Tennessee, and I think the Bengals can beat Tennessee. I'm just saying, I think that's how it goes. So, speaking of the Bills. The boss BJ and his Buffalo Bills. Them guys know how to administer an ass whooping. Let's just say that. They know how to administer an ass whooping. 47 to 17 win over the rival New England Patriots. This is the most points that the Patriots have allowed since 1990. That is saying something. 32 years. And you, you got to remember, if you're old enough to remember, for a stretch of time, the Patriots were also Rams until Bill Parcells came in. They were, you know, you, you knew you had the Patriots on your schedule. Nine times 10, you were going to get a win. You know, they had some good players, but they couldn't get over the hump. You know, they, they were they were doormats for a little bit and then they got better and better and better and better. And then we watched the Patriots be on top for over 20 years. Last year was the first time in what 20 some odd years they missed the playoffs and they back this year and they go out. But 
The Bills got in there. You know what? Josh Allen, 21 to 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns. Devin Singletary, 16 carries, 81 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Allen even had six carries for 66 yards. Dawson Knox, five catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, three catches, 60 yards. Isaiah McKenzie, three for 45. Gabe Davis, two for 41 in the touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders, two for 36 in the touchdown. Cole Beasley had one catch for 19, but it was a big catch. Uh, Defensively, Levi Wallace had an interception. But the interception of the night has to go to Micah Hyde. If you have not seen the video of this interception, please go look at it because the receiver had the corner beat. He had a good two, three steps on him, and Mac Jones put that thing in the bread basket. And if you listen to this show, you know I love safety play. That's one thing that I do. I love safety play in the NFL. I'm a former safety myself, and I've studied the position for over 20, what, 25 years now? I've studied the position, the intricacies of it, the changes of it, all of that. To see Micah Hyde make this play where he was in zone, he moved and he broke on the ball. You would have thought he was the receiver because I was like, okay, he's going to knock that away. When I looked at the replay on slow motion and Micah Hyde just put his hands out and caught it like he was the receiver and slid out of bounds in the end zone, touchback. I think that right there was the play of the game. And that was on uh what their first the Patriots first or second drive. You know? They played the Bills played a masterful game. Only hiccup is the two missed extra points by uh Tyler Bass. That's the only hiccup. No turnovers, no fumbles, no nothing. They ran like a well-oiled machine. Not as BJ. I think it was, I think it had to be 30, excuse me, it was 33 to nothing. And I said, so B, you know, score one more time, then you run clock. And he texts me back. He said, if you were playing Dallas right now, being a Washington fan that I am, you were playing Dallas right now, you going to run clock? No. You're going to score as many points as you can. You're going you gonna to assert your dominance. Or as Doc Walker says, impose your will. And that's what they did. They imposed their will. They, oh my goodness. I need the boss BJ here so he can gush over this team. I swear. But I know he. Uh-oh. Jerome, uh-oh. This just in. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. We got a, some breaking news. But um, the boss BJ and his bills. This is what he wanted. This is one of the things that he wanted. Dominate a team that has dominated you for 20-some years. And he's done that. He, he, he got that. That 2-1 this year against the Patriots. And they look good. They look good. Now, depending on who, it doesn't matter who the opponent is next week. They need to look good again. They need to play flawless ball. Ball control and Devin Singletary. I text BJ. I said, when did Devin Singletary become a dog? Like this cat running all over the place. And he would get to the line. He'd be like, oh, man, they stopped him for two yards. And all of a sudden, you see him squirt out the other end. And he got eight. 
I was like, man, okay. Because I had been telling the boss, B, I said, man, y'all just need a running game. Y'all get a running game to go with that passing game. Oh, y'all good. With Josh Allen doesn't have to run. Shoot. They look like they got dead pieces. And this is what I didn't know going into this game. Buffalo had the number one defense in the regular season. The number one defense. That's scary right there. You have a high-powered offense, but the number one defense. And they're, 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 they look like they're a bend-but-don't-break team. But, damn it, they look good. They look real good. Not to take anything away from the Patriots, Mac Jones is 24-38, 232, two touchdowns and two picks. Uh, Harris is nine carries for 30 yards. Kendrick Bourne, seven catches. 77 yards and two touchdowns. Jacoby Myers, six catches and 40 yards. Uh, defensively, you know, they, they did what they could, but they just couldn't stop this train that is the Buffalo Bills. They really got in them yesterday. So, ah, man, on to the next round for them. And speaking of which, we were talking about the uh, – the Bengals game yesterday, and everybody said it was marred by a phantom whistle being blown. This just came out through ESPN. Jerome Boga, official officials from Raiders Bengals game, not expected to work again this postseason. Now I'm reading this. This is from Adam Schefter, um, ESPN.com. Referee Jerome Boga and the crew that worked the AFC Wildcard game between the Raiders and Bengals are not expected to officiate again this postseason after their problematic performance. Saturday, highlighted by a controversial whistle. The NFL grades officials after each game, and Bogan and his crew are not expected to receive high marks for Saturday when they ruled what a whistle, that a whistle occurred after Cincinnati's Tyler Boyd cut a touchdown from Joe Barrow. Although replays appeared to show otherwise, the league usually takes officials assigned the divisional rounds, not the wild card round, to work the Super Bowl. But officials that earn high grades this weekend could and would be un- under consideration for the Super Bowl. So a mistake may have Jerome Bo, who was one of the referees I like, may have him not working the rest of this season. Crazy. But they have their own system, so eh. Now, looking at today's games, uh, the game I'm interested in is the Niners. Cowboys at 4 30. That's the game I'm interested in. Uh, you got the Eagles and Buccaneers up first. Let me pull up the line for that. Because I'm sure that that's out of the out of the way. That's way out of there. And Philly going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is an eight and a half point favorite over and under 45 and a half. I don't know. I don't think anybody, I don't think Philly is a threat to Tampa Bay right now. But uh <laughs> I'll take Tampa Bay in that one and give me the eight and a half because Philly's good, but they're not good enough to beat Tampa Bay. And they're riding high off a few wins. So, but I'll take and give me the over 45 because Tom Brady going to come out there and show his behind. So, uh, give me Tampa Bay in that one. Let's call it 38 10. That game, 430 game that I'm interested in, the 49ers visiting the largest toilet bowl 
in America, which is AT&T Stadium. Yes, I hate the Cowboys. I'm supposed to. I was raised to. Uh, Dallas is three-point favorites, but you know they give you three points for being the home team. So we'll see how that works. Um, Give me San Francisco. They'll cover the three, and it's the over-under is 50-and-a-half. It'll be under 50-and-a-half. Give me San Francisco 24-15. Yeah, that's 39. Yep, 24-15 San Francisco. We'll see what Dallas can do because I I love it when Dallas walks into the playoffs and they they got that strut and then they get let down. My favorite year – my favorite year was 2016 – when they played uh, Green Bay. And they was, oh, we got Freaky Zeke, we got Dak, we got Dez, we got this, we got that. We going to the Super Bowl. And I was like, chill out. You're not going to the Super Bowl. You haven't arrived yet. And that's always, I get that from Chuck No. I tell, I tell any team that, you haven't arrived yet. And they hadn't arrived. What happened? They went out there and a man named Aaron Rodgers said, that's a nice lead you have. It'd be a shame if I took it. And he did just that. He drove him downfield, got Green Bay to win. And I'm, you know, of course, you know, I'm a troll. Y'all still them boys. I'm hoping the day is like that today. You know, San Francisco rolls over Dallas. I said, what did I say? 24-15? No, I said 24-15 was the first game. No, 24-15. I'm right. That was 24-15. Dallas, uh, San Francisco rolls over Dallas. Uh, the late game is Pittsburgh versus Kansas City. Uh, in Kansas City, Kansas City is a 12 and a half point favorite, which may be Big Ben's last game in a Pittsburgh uniform. Ending of, of an era. And that draft class, that 2004 draft class, you pretty much produced three. Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I got to go back through and see who else is Hall of Fame. But off the top of my head, you got three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You have two-time Super Bowl winner Ben Roethlisberger. Two-time Super Bowl winner Eli Manning. You have, I can't call him a Super Bowl winner, but he's a consummate winner in Phillip Rivers. He's a tough you-know-what. Cat played with a torn ACL because it was the AFC Championship game. He's like, I don't care. Put a brace on it. Three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And the last one that's still in the league from 2004. This may be his last game in a Pittsburgh uniform, but also may be his last game, period. I would love to see Pittsburgh win this game to give Big Ben another chance. I would love to see him ride off into the sunset like Jerome Bettis. You know, the promise that he made to Jerome Bettis, uh, what was that, 2006? And they got him to come back. And during the playoffs, he gave Jerome Bettis a ball. He said, I owe you three more. Then he gave him another one. He's like, I owe you two more. He gave They gave him the game ball after every win in the playoffs. And for Jerome Bettis to go out in the playoffs in his hometown of Detroit, I would love to see Big Ben. It may not be in his hometown, but I would love to see him go out on top in the Super Bowl and, you know, raising a Lombardi trophy for the third time. 
I mean, it, it it's a a lot to ask for. It is. It is. It's really a lot to ask for. It's a it's a far stretch. But as a Ben Roethlisberger fan, you know, I can hope, right? I I, I can hold out a little bit of hope. But uh, today's game, this is Junie and Jim squad, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I just, I don't know if they can pull it out. I'm being honest. I don't know if they can pull it out. I got to give it to KC. I don't, I think it'll be close. I don't think. We don't know which KC we're going to see. We're going to see early season KC or late season KC. But KC will pull it out. Um, 12 and a half is uh, the point spread in favor of Kansas City. Over under is 46. It'll be under 46. So that's it. You know, I just I don't want it to be like that. But, hey, uh, tomorrow night we got the – Los Angeles Rams hosting the Arizona Cardinals, SoFi Stadium, home of the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, this year. Rams are four-point favorites, over under 49 and a half. Uh, mm. This all depends on which Kyler Murray you get. It all depends on who in the world shows up to play. So... I'm going to say give me Arizona on the road. Ooh, that's going to be tough. Mm. Little baby Arizona on the road covering the four under 49. Mm. Uh, okay. All right. I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to go ahead with that. Little Arizona covering the 49 and a half. I mean, covering the four, winning this game. Let's call it. 19 to 10. All right. So I got that. I didn't track my bets on Book It Sports. Shout out to Book It Sports for keeping a record of uh, our bets and our picks. Uh, but I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling a lot of these lines, but it's okay. It's all right. So, we getting ready to hit the 27-minute mark. That's all we got for today. Enjoy this triple header. If you're in the DMV, enjoy the weather. It's bitterly cold, so that's how we like it, though. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it can be bitterly cold and we can have ourselves a playoff game at FedEx Field that actually means something that we can win. We can have home field advantage, but like I said, it's a wish. Until next time, I'm the big guy KG. We do no overtime. I am out of here.